Your word, O Lord, is truth. Consecrate us in the truth. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath, and a woman was there who for 18 years had a crippled, who has, had been crippled by a spirit. She was bent over completely incapable of standing erect. When Jesus saw her, he called to her and said, woman, you are set free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her and she stood at once she stood up at once. She stood up straight and glorified God. But the leader of the synagogue, synagogue, indignant that Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, said to the crowd in reply, There are six days when work should be done. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. The Lord said to him in reply, You hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it out for watering? This daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for 18 years now, ought she not to have been set free on the Sabbath day from this bondage? When he said this, all his adversaries were humiliated, and the whole crowd rejoiced at all the splendid deeds done by him. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon. So today in our scriptures, I'd like to look at the, our, this psalm is actually, this is the first psalm in the Bible. It's Psalm number one, verses one, two, three, four, and six, but it's, Basically, behave like God as his very dear children. And it's then inviting us, you know, blessed is the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, um, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord. So the law of the Lord, we delight in it. Why? Because the law of the Lord is not something that we have to um, use a lot of energy to follow. And that might, maybe that don't make much sense to you, but... We're made for the law of the Lord. We're not made for sin. That means sinning takes more energy than living in grace. And so letting God love me and then giving that love, that's how I'm created. And sure, there's the cross involved, but remember, the cross is because of sin. So my struggle to love has nothing to do with, you know, um, the, the, the way God made me. My struggle to love has to do with my resistance to the way God made me. You know, sin is a resistance to grace. And it's kind of crazy that we, we, we don't cooperate with grace because grace, you know, it takes a lot more energy to sin. And, you know, when we're really tired, um, sometimes we got to look at that because it's not always just <clears throat> we're physically tired. Sometimes it's we're tired because interiorly, 
we're resisting God. Interiorly, we're, we're, we're not cooperating with God. For example, holding unforgiveness in my soul and bitterness or resentment of any sort, whether it be, whether it be toward myself or anyone, takes, it takes energy. It, you burn a lot of calories, basically, um, not forgiving. That's not a good thing, though, right? But it takes a lot of energy. So we could be using all the energy that God gives us to love, but we're using it to withhold love, right? We're using it to be passive-aggressive or to be argumentative or to always be having to say our two cents rather than forgiving. Forgiving just says, you know, I'm letting go. I'm letting God and I'm letting go. So that's the first thing I'd like you to think about. Behave like God as his very dear children. And then I'd like to go to uh, the gospel. And in this gospel, there's this woman who's been crippled for 18 years. She's crippled by a spirit. And she was bent over and unable to stand erect. I'd like you to think about this. This is a physical illness, but I'd like you to think about it in a spiritual sense that we don't stand erect. That means we, we aren't confident in who we are. We aren't confident in who God made us to be. So we kind of can have our head down walking around. We can live in fear, right? So God wants you and I to stand erect, to be who he made us to be, to be confident and trust in our identity that he gave us through his son Jesus. Now, this woman is crippled in her spirit. I mean, she's, she's, she's not who she's meant to be. She's for 18 years in bondage. Now there's a direct connection between us being delivered and the Lord's day, Sunday. So the Lord gave us Sunday and this woman is cured on the Sabbath day, on the Lord's day. And I'd like you to think about this, but Sunday is supposed to be set apart, right? Sunday is the Lord's day. It's supposed to be set apart from the rest of the week, meaning it should look different. And our society is crippled today because we don't set Sunday apart. If we set the Lord's day apart and we took time for deeper prayer and study and community and relationship, if we took time on Sunday to really, really let the Lord into our lives, not just coming to church, but reading some scripture, journaling a little bit, going to a park, reflecting, pondering what God is doing in our lives, and then spending some time with our family, obviously. It's a day for family and it's a day for God. It's not a day to catch up, right? And so I'd like you to think about that because I believe that if we become Sunday warriors, meaning if we really, as a parish, as a church, re re establish the, the sanctity of Sunday, I think the whole world would change. I really believe that on Sunday, if we had dinner together as families and we prayed together as families, the world would change overnight, literally. If people, all, if every family ate dinner together and prayed together on a Sunday, just once a week, it would change the world in so many ways. And so back to that Psalm, the Lord says to us, it says, blessed the man who follow not the counsel of the wicked. That's the ones who's basically saying we don't, it doesn't, Sunday's no different than every other day. Sunday's catch-up day, right? 
says, don't walk in the way of sinners. What is a sinner? Resisting God's will for me. God made me for Sunday. Remember, he created us, and then it says on, he rested. You know, seventh day, God rested. But God rested, and then he invites Adam and Eve into that rest so that the rest of the week can be what it's meant to be. If you don't rest on Sunday, the rest of the week is slavery. It's toiling. It's, it's misery. It's, it's dread. But when you rest on Sunday, you are, again, what? God's healing your crippled spirit. You're, you're standing erect after you rest. And then you walk in confidence into Monday through Saturday, giving Jesus not cuss words and yelling and screaming and uh, irritation and resentment and bitterness. But like it says in our, uh, listen, he says, immorality, impurity, or greed must not be even mentioned among you. No obscenity or silly or suggestive talk, which is out of place, but instead thanksgiving. Thanksgiving should be our attitude of spirit and soul and, and mind. Be sure of this, no immoral or impure or greedy person or idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ or God. Then he says, live as children of light. We need to receive that light on Sunday and then walk it out throughout the week. He goes, you were once in darkness, but now you're in the light of the Lord. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments. For because of these things, the wrath of God is coming on the disobedient. Meaning, wrath, God's wrath is remedial. That means if you don't do God's will, you'll, you'll, you'll taste his wrath. And his wrath, just like a good parent, will remedially help me because I want to be back in his will. If I'm resisting his will, it's going to cost me. It's going to cost me emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. It's going to wear me down until I realize and maybe repent. So we should pray for deep repentance for profaning the Lord's day. Deep repentance. Lord, please give me deep sorrow in my heart. Because repentance, the deeper it is, the deeper your repentance, the deeper your revival will be. Remember the woman, the adulterous woman, Jesus says, for woman, great is your sin. But he said, you are forgiven much, why? Because you love much. We're not, we're forgiven much because we love much. That means this woman had deep sorrow and repentance. So she's forgiven much. Yes, her sin is great, but she's forgiven much, why? Because she loves much. So I'd really like you to think about your resistance, our, my resistance, your resistance. Even as a priest, I struggle with, you know, keeping holy the Lord's day, you know. Being, being still, being with the Lord, coming in extra time of reading and study, prayer, reflection, um, just something to think about for you in your own spiritual journey. But where do you resist the Lord's day? How do you resist the Lord's day? And then ask, why are you resisting the Lord's day? So how do you do that and why do you do that? And I would bet at the very bottom of that is fear. Because the Lord's day is about what? Relationship. We often are afraid to relate with ourselves or see ourselves in the true light of God. Why? Because our image of God is often distorted. Because if you see yourself in the true, full glory, 
of God, if you, you, you open yourself to God's light, you're going to see a lot of things. You're going to see smudges on the window, some dirt, this and that on your soul. If your image of God is not right, you're going to run from rest because you can't, you, you can't handle your brokenness because you're going to judge and condemn and beat yourself up. So on Judgment Day, it's going to be way easier for all of us if we let God love us now. We don't want to be surprised on Judgment Day. We want it to be, hey, that's not, I didn't really hear anything new. I've already handled that. Jesus is all aware of that. I've already talked to him about it all. We don't want to be like, see, when you avoid Sunday, you start living in darkness. You don't realize all of these things are collecting in you. But when you have the Lord stay in its right place and you have God in your life, things, there's, no, there's nothing that's not been turned over already. It's all, it's all there. It's all out in the light. But again, you see our culture is driven and it's driven by fear. And so perfect love casts out fear. So just, these are some things to think about today. How do I resist the Lord's day? Why do I resist the Lord's day? And probably at the bottom of that is a fear of relationship with yourself, relationship with others, and ultimately a relationship with the Lord. So let's ask for deliverance. Let's not walk around crippled and paralyzed, but let's stand erect walking into the Lord's day, embracing it, and then going out the rest of the week and giving God to other people.